Between 1959 and 1961, under Mao Zedong, China starved an estimated 30 million Chinese people. Mao's official goal was to quickly evolve China from a rural economy into a modern industrial society. 63 years later, after decades of industrialization aided by burgeoning world government, think tanks, and Kissinger acolytes, Mao's second coming, China's Xi Jinping, is taking a giant leap into sovereign nations across the globe. The United States must make sure that we do not have a peer competitor for our security. Th think about what this means. This is a brutalist philosophy. If they actually appear to be succeeding, regardless of their beliefs, we must stop them, even if it means pushing them back toward poverty. Robert, Have I, I misunderstood I, Robert, the proposition? I don't, I, don't, I don't mean those questions cynically or sarcastically, but what's wrong with that? We wondered how all of these migrants knew about this particular entryway into California. The answer was in their hands. Oh, you learned on TikTok. Yeah. Meanwhile, the borders are flooded with an occasional Chinese female, the uniquely rare Chinese child, and horde upon horde of Chinese military-aged males. Are they simply Chinese special recon teams? China. China. San Vicente, first of all, it's not a town. This is a camp that is built as a transit camp. And it is almost entirely Chinese. They are the opposite of forthcoming. And I've been to dangerous places before. I've been to places where people fear their government and can't talk to you because they feel it's not safe. This didn't feel like that at all. This felt like people who did not want to share information because it would be a mistake to do so. I spoke with the chairman of the Homeland Security Committee, Mark Green, and he told me, yes, he believes Xi Jinping is directing these people to come to America and perhaps act as saboteurs when Beijing uh, directs them to do so. In the fiscal year, uh, 2023, you've got 24,000 Chinese nationals having been apprehended. That compares to just 2,000 people in 2022 and just 342 in 2021. So clearly Beijing sees the weakness in the White House as an opportunity to storm America, send these folks in here, and we don't know what their motivations are. According to CCP textbooks, there is a tactic known as the armed work team behind enemy lines, a team that, under the leadership of CCP, goes deep into enemy-occupied areas to carry out armed, military, economic, and organizational construction behind enemy lines. Additionally, the FBI and the Cybersecurity and Infrastructure Security Agency, CISA, meekly published joint guidance on how to live off the land. To live off the land is a term regarding the sabotage of network routers utilizing botnet attacks designed to give Chinese attackers persistent access to the critical infrastructure. Before the first shot is fired in a war on Asia, they're just going to turn off the lights, turn off the water, shut off the gas. Nothing in the U.S. will work. Just after he was elected, but before he took office, they had that famous lecture by a guy named Di Dongchong, yep. a famous academic. He yep. said, we own the White House. When Biden gets back into the Oval Office, we're going to determine American policy yeah. at the highest level. If you took every single one of the FBI's cyber agents and intelligence analysts and focused them exclusively on the China threat, 
China's hackers would still outnumber FBI cyber personnel by at least 50 to 1. We found out that the Chinese spy balloon was using an American internet provider to send burst transmissions encrypted back to China, what they were finding around our nuclear facilities. As the Biden administration crumbles, national security must be addressed post-haste by any remaining patriotic elements within America's military brass. Time and investigations will tell if Biden did the unthinkable, allowing Chinese biowarfare to eliminate U.S. citizens, followed by aiding enemy recon by Chinese spy balloons that revealed vulnerable military targets. The president ordered the Air Force to shoot it down as soon as it reached the Atlantic Ocean. What were the orders? To shoot down a balloon six miles off the coast. And allowing the CCP to position their soldiers within key choke points of critical infrastructure within the United States. John Bowne. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story, a story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, body's ultimate turmeric formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Harrison Smith presents War Room on InfoWars. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to The War Room, InfoWars.com, band.video. Please do share those links, whether you're joining us on those sites or on Rumble. However, you have found your way around the censorship blockade. Congratulations, you are here. Another day, another slew of absolutely insane news. I died. Where, where to even begin? Obviously, we have the Russian space nukes issue. Alex Jones just filed a pretty long report on that. In fact, we might want to go to that a little bit later. Uh, if the guys can pull that in about a nine minute dissertation on the existence of Operation Excalibur, Project Excalibur, nuclear powered lasers from satellites. It's an interesting, it's interesting what you're allowed to believe these days. Jewish space lasers, that's an insane conspiracy. Russian space nuke lasers, well, that's a concern. It's a major concern, and it just so happens to arrive at this moment of decision as the American Congress determines whether or not to send another $60 billion to the boondoggle in Ukraine. And we'll get into what's going on in Ukraine here a little bit later as Russia seems to seems to be coming to terms with the reality that this war is not going to end anytime soon. They've offered peace deals. They've been scuttled. They've been purposefully shot down, not by Ukraine, but by 
the masters, the puppet masters that are controlling Ukraine. It's happened again, and basically Putin is saying, all right, if you're not going to, if we can't settle this diplomatically, I guess we'll just keep going. I guess we'll just create a buffer zone where we'll take out some strategic points in order to establish a sort of buffer zone around the oblast, the domains that they've already captured. So we'll get into that. We'll get into why this this suicidal drive towards Russia is what our New World Order leaders have uh, decided we have to travel down. But that's just the very beginning. That's just the t- tip of the iceberg. We have so, so many things to get into from crime. Obviously, the shooting at the Super Bowl parade in Kansas City, Missouri. We'll talk about not just that how we got here, who the suspects are, why we aren't hearing too much about them, the inevitable, infuriating, and at this point, annoying calls for gun control that seem to follow every mass shooting that could have been prevented with a little bit of basic law enforcement. And we'll talk about the wider specter of crime and how it's being dealt with across America. We also have a lot of health news to get into. I think we will start with the the Russian space laser, whatever, whatever the PSYOP is they're trying. The weapons of mass destruction that we have to look for in space now, I guess. So they're, they're somewhere in space. There's a few reasons why this doesn't make a lot of sense to me. Now, when Alex Jones breaks it down, it makes sense because you have this program that's not It's not a nuclear weapon, as you might typically understand. It's a nuclear-powered laser weapon. Chase Geyser, of course, hosting American Journal this morning, and we did the roundtable on the Alex Jones Show. I think he had a good reading of it, which was that this is about maneuvering NATO into a position where it can claim that Russia is violating a treaty from 1967 that bans nuclear weapons in outer space. So if you can claim that Russia has nuclear weapons out of space, you can claim they violated a treaty, and you can progress us towards open, direct conflict with Russia, which is obviously their ultimate goal. I think that's a pretty good reading of this situation. But there are some things that, to me, and I, I always try, whether it's a geopolitical situation like this or a conspiracy theory about 9-11 or whatever— you try to put yourself in the mindset of the people on the other side. And you think, okay, would this be worth it? How would I pull this off if I were them? You know, for 9-11, for example, there are some pretty out there theories about planes landing and, and the people being taken off them and then the planes that hit the towers being holograms and like all this complicated stuff. And when I think about that, if I'm thinking about the situation from the perspective of the people pulling off this attack, I think that's, it's not worth it. I'm not going to go through all that. I'm just going to slam a plane into the building. That's, that's, that's actually the easiest way to go. Why introduce all of these fail point, potential fail points in your plan when you can just fly the plane into the building, right? So when you look at the Russia nuke in space situation, I think a couple things. First of all, it would be something that it would be very difficult to keep hidden. 
After all, you can detect nuclear material. You have nuclear material in space where other satellites can be scanning and, and detecting these things. Hard to hide something in the vacuum of space. Also, not necessary because there's this technology referred to as rods, the, the rod of rods of God, which is a, a well-known and, and pretty old at this point technology where essentially you have tungsten rods that are about a foot by about 100 feet. And if you drop them from space, they impact the earth with such devastating velocity that it's the equivalent of a nuclear bomb. So again, I just asked myself, okay, if I want a, a weapon in space, am I going to have a nuclear weapon that's extremely difficult to build, extremely difficult to you know, make work correctly, that could be detected, that would be in violation of a treaty? Why would I do all of that when I could just send up a metal rod, just a literal, simple, uncomplicated stick of metal and have essentially the same effect? One reason that you would want to have nukes is because you can detonate nukes in the upper atmosphere and create an EMP electromagnetic pulse that wipes out electronics over a wide area. But also Russia has incredibly advanced, more than anybody else in the world has, hypersonic missiles that can travel in Mach 9 and can't be stopped and are as effective as any weapon from space would be. They're unstoppable. They can deliver warheads. Why? worry why mess with things in satellites in space when you have ground launch or submarine launchable missiles that can't be stopped and can hit your targets all over the world so again there's a lot of things that it's like uh, why would they have why why would they have nukes in space this just doesn't comport there's actually a story from last year august of 2023 talking about china's hypersonic hypersonic Tungsten rod experiment challenges the U.S. rods from God's space weapon concept. A scientific experiment that suggests kinetic energy space weapon uh, may not be as effective as uh, previously thought, but still more or less as powerful as a nuclear weapon. So again, these, these are just these are just some thoughts about immediate suspicions I have about the the claims that were made yesterday about nuclear weapons that Russia has in space. Some other things about this. Obviously, Trump was right about having a space force. A lot of people wrote a lot of headlines about Trump being really dumb when he came to space, uh, the space force headlines. Trump's stupid space force idea is dumb. Well, not so much anymore, I guess. So Trump was right, and they can feel free to admit that whenever they want. Another thing is that satellite our satellite infrastructure as it exists is actually extremely vulnerable. So there's some speculation about, you know, maybe this could be a space weapon that could disable satellites. Well, satellites can be disabled from Earth's atmosphere, whether from missiles launched from the ground or they've actually done tests and there's really cool imagery of it, fighter jets that actually get extremely high into the atmosphere and then can target satellites like they target an enemy aircraft. So there's ways to destroy satellites without putting things in space. And there's also, I've heard this, I talked a little bit about it on the space this morning on American Journal, but a couple years ago, before, long before I worked at InfoWars, I was talking to a guy who built satellites and had contracts with the DOD, and he actually was in the process of making 
3D printed solid state rocket engines, which were really cool. It was printed out of the fuel itself, actually. So it was like solid fuel. You'd print the rocket and determining on how you printed it, it would determine how fast and how far the rocket would go. Pretty cool stuff. So, you know, high level futuristic engineering technology. And this guy told me that if you had uh, about a, a dumpster full, like a about a ton of ball bearings, you could basically wipe out every satellite in orbit. Because there's something called, I think it's called uh, cold welding. There are some other terms too. But essentially in, the va- in a vacuum, like space, in a vacuum of space, assuming that it exists, assuming that we're not, uh, you know, assuming that the earth isn't flat, and that space does in fact exist, that we're taking that as, a, as an assumption as we talk about all this. <laughs> well, in the vacuum of space, if two metals of the same type touch each other, they become fused together. So there's a, there's a, a friction when you're in an atmosphere on Earth uh, that stops the molecules of the metal actually from binding together, but in space there's an absence of that. And so metals, when they touch each other, actually bind together. So if you were to just release essentially ball bearings of aluminum or whatever else satellites are made out of, uh, you could basically disable every satellite in orbit and they would just spread naturally in the orbit at the level that satellites operate at. So the the infrastructure of satellites and, and spacecraft is pretty vulnerable and it doesn't require a super sophisticated weapon system if the target if the idea was to take these things out so these are just my thought these are just my first blush thoughts about uh the the, the russia space program fear-mongering that took place yesterday and then on top of that obviously the timing incredibly suspicious right as you know congress is talking about not sending tens of billions of dollars more to Ukraine. This undisprovable lie about Russian space weapons comes out. And there's something so frustrating about being stuck in this loop where you could kind of understand back in 2001, 2002, 2003, in the run-up to the Iraq War, the the threat of weapons of mass destruction, the September 11th attack, Americans were on edge, they wanted something done, they took these threats seriously. And at the time, InfoWars, Alex Jones, people who watched him like myself were arguing against intervention, pointing out that these things were lies, pointing out that the people in charge were trying to create an endless cycle of warfare for their own benefit. There were no weapons of mass destruction ever. But I can, I can understand why people would say, hey, better safe than sorry. We better take the guy out. We can't, we can't be having a, you know, an anthrax bomb go off in the United States just because you know, you're suspicious of the weapons of mass destruction claim. But we've been through that. And we've been through it with Afghanistan. And we've been through it with Ukraine, really, at this point. And yet there's something in the American psyche that resets to a childlike form of gullibility when there's some threat announced by the intelligence agencies. And that's who's announcing this, obviously. And I don't get it. I don't get how many times you have to get bit by the dog before you stop trying to pet the dog. How many times you have to get burned by the stove 
before you stop putting your hands on the stove. How many times the intelligence agencies can blatantly lie to us to get us into a war and have Americans just like goldfish can't remember 10 seconds ago and just fall for it again? I don't get it. I don't understand. How, how, what price do we have to pay? Is a trillion dollars not enough? A million dead people not enough? America's reputation destroyed overseas? Afghanistan collapsing back into the control of Taliban after all of the money and all of the weapons and all of the chaos and murder that we've brought there? What has to happen for people to go, all right, this time I'm going to need a little bit more proof. This time I'm not just going to give you absolute permission to launch another war. But it seems like we're in this cycle again, and people are just suicidally gullible. They just can't help themselves. And we know why. We know exactly why. It's because the psychological program that's being run invokes fear to circumvent the logical part of the brain. So you actually are reducing humans to an animal-like flight or fight response where they cannot think logically or reasonably about the information that they're getting they just want to do something. And by do something, I mean get us into another senseless, pointless, expensive, murderous war. So those are my thoughts on that. Now, when it comes to what's happening in Ukraine today, Gateway Pundit has the story. Cut in half by Russians, Avdiv- Avdivka is reinforced by Ukraine Nazi Azov Battalion. Massive missile strike on reinforcements causes some defenders to withdraw. The heavily fortified frontline town of Avdivka, split in two by Russian forces, witnesses some of the Ukraine defenders begin to retreat of some areas to a more favorable position. And again, there's been there was sort of a pause in Ukraine where Russia had largely achieved its territorial goals. They had fortified and reinforced the areas of Ukraine that they were laying claim to. And they offered a peace deal, and it was agreed to by the Ukrainians, and then Boris Johnson got involved and shot it down. And then there was the Ukraine counteroffensive, which took place over the last year and utterly failed completely and embarrassingly. And now it seems like Putin is ramping up the war machine again. Basically, he's going, okay, if you're not going to negotiate a settlement, if we aren't going to end hostilities here, then I need to create a buffer zone. I need to get rid of these strategic areas right on the border of the the land that we've conquered. And so he's moving forward. So all of this was avoidable. All of this could have been avoided before it ever began by actually treating Russia like a nation state worthy of respect and not encroaching on their border, not overthrowing the Ukrainian government, not getting involved surreptitiously in the overthrow of the duly elected president and installing a puppet president. We could have never done that. Once that happened, we could have not supported the bombing campaign against Donetsk and other places that were not happy with the coup that happened. It could have been avoided before it ever began. Once it began, it could have been ended early in 2022 it could have ended again in 2023 and time and time again american nato influence has prevented peace from coming about and so now as the ukraine counteroffensive killed or brutally injured 
God knows how many hundreds of thousands of Ukrainians and achieve nothing. Well, now Putin is going back on the offensive and we'll see where it ends. But Reuters published this a few days ago. Putin's suggestion of Ukraine ceasefire rejected by United States, sources say. Russian President Vladimir Putin's suggestion of a ceasefire in Ukraine to freeze the war was rejected by the United States after contacts between intermediaries, three Russian sources with knowledge of the discussion, told Reuters. The failure of Putin's approach ushers in a third year of the deadliest conflict in Europe since World War II and illustrates just how far apart the world's two largest nuclear powers remain. U.S. source A U.S. source denied there had been any official contact and said Washington would not engage in talks that did not involve Ukraine. Putin sent signals to Washington in 2023 in public and privately through intermediaries, including through Moscow's Arab partners in the Middle East and others, that he was ready to consider a ceasefire in Ukraine, Russian sources said. Putin was proposing a freeze to the conflict at the current lines and was unwilling to cede any of the Ukrainian territory controlled by Russia, but the signal offered what some in the Kremlin saw as the best path forward to peace of some kind. The contacts with Americans came to nothing, a senior Russian source with knowledge of the discussions in late 2023 and 2024 uh, early 2024, told Reuters on condition of anonymity. A second Russian source with knowledge of the contacts told Reuters that Americans that the Americans told Moscow via the intermediaries that they would not discuss a possible ceasefire without the participation of Ukraine, and so the contacts ended in failure. A third source with knowledge of the discussion said everything fall, fell apart with the Americans. The source said that Americans did not want to pressure Ukraine. I don't know why not. I don't know why you wouldn't want to pressure the country that's losing the war to perhaps mitigate losses, call it quits, and save the remnant of the generation that they've more or less eliminated in that country. But it's because it's not has anything to do with Russia. It doesn't have anything to do with Ukraine. It doesn't have anything to do with what's best for Ukraine or the Ukrainian people or Ukrainian sovereignty or democracy or any of the very surface level shallow talking points that were given to justify this horrible war no they want war with russia they want russia destroyed they want regime change in russia they don't like putin being in charge they don't like russia being an outlier of the global system and in fact we just have time to go to colonel douglas mcgregor an interview that he did explaining why the powers that be so hate the russian state clip number four Remember, the globalist elites rule in Europe just as they rule here. And they've all gotten where they are with the aid and assistance of enormous quantities of money. Because the people that control your financial markets and financial institutions, the people that control your mainstream media, they now control your governments. And they don't represent the interests of any of the Europeans, and I would argue of most Americans. They represent their own interests, and their agenda is to destroy Russia. Now, why? Well, they'd like to replace Putin because Putin presides over the last major power in Europe, and it is part of Europe, that has uh, a national identity, a national language, a national culture that mm -hmm. rests on the foundation of Orthodox Christianity. That makes Russia the enemy of the globalists. What have the globalists done to us? What have the globalists done to the people in Western and much of Europe? Well, they flooded our countries with non-Europeans with the specific goal of diluting us, weakening us, destroying our national identity, eliminating 
our national culture, certainly expunging any remain, remaining power that Christianity may wield culturally inside the West. And they want to do that to Russia because Russia has a bonus resources, enormous resources, mineral resources, agricultural resources, and obviously oil, gas, and many other rare metals. These things are also at the top of the agenda. So if you can destroy the Russian government, if you can remove Putin, if you can get into Russia, you can strip it of its resources and enrich yourself that much further than you've already done by your behavior over the last several, I would argue, decades. So that's where we are, and that's why Russia has to go. Russia's holding out. And this does have to do with the Orthodox Christian uh, nature of Russia, and we'll get into that a little bit more on the other side. So I think it might have to do with a uh, prophecy that I've talked about for the last couple of years. Ladies and gentlemen, we're in a war against the globalist, and people can't identify who's a patron and who isn't. We want to identify as pro-human and anti-globalist. We want to let people know we're 1776 Part 2. That's why I designed this amazing 1776 red, white, and blue Gadsden flag shirt so you can support the info war and meet like-minded people everywhere when you wear it. When you wear these shirts, it creates an amazing amount of energy, and it's quite the adventure. So get your 1776 shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com and get your Team Humanity InfoWars limited edition shirt right now at InfoWarsStore.com. Ladies and gentlemen, this is antithetical, the complete opposite of what the globalists are pushing. So get both the Team Humanity and the 1776 Gadsden Snake shirts limited edition at InfoWarsStore.com right now. Spread the word, meet like-minded people, and fund the 1776 revolution worldwide. Hello, Americans. I want to share with you a story. A story about inflammation, the silent menace that lurks within our bodies, affecting our health and well-being. Inflammation, the root cause of countless ailments, quietly wreaking havoc over time. Long-term exposure to inflammation has been linked to a myriad of health issues, from heart disease to arthritis, even cognitive decline. But fear not, for there's a beacon of hope found in the wisdom of nature, a remedy that has stood the test of time, turmeric. Recent studies have uncovered the extraordinary health benefits of curcuminoids, the active compounds in turmeric. And now I present to you Baudis from InfoWarsStore.com, a powerful blend crafted with precision, boasting 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. But it doesn't stop there. Baudis incorporates a symphony of ingredients meticulously chosen to enhance the absorption of curcuminoids, ensuring your body reaps the full benefit. First on the stage, organic black pepper extract, Nature's Enhancer. It contains piperine, which studies suggest can boost curcumin absorption by up to 2,000%. A remarkable duo, working hand-in-hand -hand to maximize the benefits of turmeric. The final crescendo, Bodies' core, 95% curcuminoids extracted from turmeric. Once absorbed, curcuminoids unleash their anti-inflammatory magic, targeting the very pathways that fuel chronic inflammation. It's not just a supplement. It's a natural force working with your body to restore balance. You see, it's not just about what you take. 
It's about what your body can absorb. Now let me throw it over to a man who needs no introduction, Alex Jones. Body's ultimate turmeric formula is back in stock. Let me explain something. It's turmeric concentrate. It's 95% curcuminoid. We went to the top lab and said, what's the strongest you put out? They said like 87%. Most companies put out raw turmeric, it's 5%, 4%. This is 95% curcuminoid, okay? So this is like, I guess the example's like, instead of eating, you have to eat like, you have 10 of those other pills just to get what is in one of these. It's good for your heart, your brain, everything. It is 40% off, back in stock, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, InfoWarsStore.com. Bodies, an ally in the battle against inflammation. Visit InfoWarsStore.com now and seize the opportunity to take control of your health. Now you know the rest of the story. Until next time, good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. Good day. If you are receiving this transmission, you are the resistance. Navigating the maze of mainstream narratives, Harrison Smith finds the hidden paths in the war room. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Can't help but feel like we're just in not not a single endless cycle, but like a cycle of cycles. We're in this rock tumbler of insanity continuously. It's a little bit overwhelming sometimes. So we're going to continue to talk about Russia. But, all right, that's one of them is the fabricated threat from overseas. That means we have to spend tens of billions of dollars and start wars everybody just falls for it. It's like, oh my God, we have to do this again. We have to argue about this again. Again, we're going to tell you the truth. You're going to say that we're Russian puppets. And then what, 10 years, a million people and a trillion dollars later, you'll admit that we're right. We have to, again, we have to do this again. Okay, great. And then there's the crime, the horrific crimes where it's just like every couple of days there's some mass shooting and there's calls for gun control. Then there's another one the next day. Yesterday was, was like a, it's like we have all these different cycles. Some, some operate a little slower and some are a little quicker. Then every once in a while on a single day, you'll have all the cycles lining up and you get all of this insanity all at once. So yesterday was one of those days. And we'll get into the shooting in Kansas City, the paucity of information about it. And then today I'm like sitting in the Alex Jones studio doing the round table during one of the commercial breaks to bring up Twitter. First thing that pops up, smoke fills DC Metro station, fire crews investigate cause. There's like smoke billowing out of this train station in DC. Not sure if I put the video in there or not, but just like, okay. So there's like a bombing or a train derailment. It basically just our cities are collapsing. Our cities are collapsing basically. So I guess that's another cycle to endure. But it just goes it just goes on and on and on and feels totally overwhelming. And it, I think the reason it feels overwhelming is because obviously the crises are largely manufactured. They're largely the consequence of choices that are being made by the people in charge. And we seem incapable in America of getting to the root of the issue and actually solving the problems at their basis rather than treating the symptoms. 
it's like we have terminal cancer and all the doctors will do is treat the boils that are popping up on our skin. It's like, no, we have, we have cancer. We need to solve the root problem, which is the cancer, not just, you know, put band-aids on the lesions that the cancer in our bones is creating in our skin. So we have a cancer of crime in this country. We have a cancer of illegal immigration. We have a cancer of the deep state and, and the military industrial complex. Until we can solve those underlying issues, then we'll be stuck in this endless cycle of debates about the wars or debates about gun control and crime and debates about illegal immigration. We need to just solve these problems. So that's one of the most frustrating things is that we could. We could solve these problems. It's not actually impossible. It is a choice. It is a choice we're making to allow these things to continue. Like a, like a doctor that just wants to keep getting paid so he doesn't cure the patient. That is really how it seems. So we're going to finish up talking about Russia here. We're going to talk about what happened in Kansas City yesterday. Uh, Trump is, you know, Trump's, the, the persecution of Trump continues unabated. And there's some updates to multiple trials and legal situations that he has been put in. We'll talk about uh, the economy and some, some health news. And if we can, I'd love to get some UFO stuff. That might actually be fun to talk about. But let's finish up with what's happening in Ukraine and Russia. First of all, of course, the big fear-mongering talking point that was released yesterday in a very cinematic way where you had first leaks, rumblings of some danger can't tell you what it is, but there's a threat. It's a terrible threat, but that's all we'll tell you for now. And then a little bit more came out. Well, it has something to do with Russia. More speculation, more hair pulling, more freaking out. Well, it might have something to do with Russia in space. And so slowly and surely this story got built, built up, dominated social media yesterday. Today, hardly a word on it in the news. You go to Google News, you go to whatever news aggregator, mainstream media news aggregator you see, nobody's really talking about this threat. Doesn't seem like that big of a deal, actually. It was the biggest deal in the world yesterday. Today, eh, not so much. Very strange. It's almost like they tried another weapons of mass destruction scam and everybody, like enough people went, no, nah, we don't think so. And they went, oh, okay, never mind then. We don't know. But the Kremlin responded to this and I'm reminded of a, a tweet after the, the Putin interview where it was somebody saying, look, I'm not, it's not that I believe Putin. It's that Putin says things that I know to be true. And it's the same thing with Donald Trump too, where we were watching on election night. We watched the numbers change. We watched the vote counting get shut down only to secretly continue. We watched the vote counters put up barriers to prevent anybody from observing the count taking place. We watched that happen, okay, live. And we talked about it live. We said, look, they're stealing the election right now. Here, it's happening. Let's watch. And then later, Trump says, yeah, they stole the election. And suddenly it becomes, oh, you're just, you just believe Trump's lies about the election. No, I saw it with my own eyes. Trump also apparently saw it, but it's not us believing 
Trump. In the same way, when Putin says things that are true about the American-Russian relationship, American actions in Ukraine prior to 2022, when he talks about these things, it's not that I'm believing Putin. It's that I already know these things to be true, and so I know Putin is telling the truth about these. And so when I hear the statement from the Kremlin about the supposed space weapons, it rings true because it's what they're saying is true. So what they say is that the Kremlin dismissed on Thursday a warning by the United States about Moscow's new nuclear capabilities in space, calling it a, quote, malicious fabrication and a trick by the White House aimed at getting U.S. lawmakers to approve more money to counter Russia. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right. Didn't need the Kremlin to tell me that's what was happening. But sure makes the Kremlin seem honest. Because this is what America does. Because the American regime is desperate to continue to spend our tax money on the war in Ukraine. And since a lot of Americans aren't falling for that anymore, they've fabricated a uh, <clears throat> malicious fabrication and a trick aimed at getting U.S. lawmakers to approve money and uh, counter Russia. The United States told Congress and allies in Europe about new intelligence related to Russian nuclear capabilities that could pose an international threat. A source briefed on the matter told Reuters on Wednesday. And the Kremlin says, quote, It is obvious that the White House is trying by hook or crook to encourage Congress to vote on a bill to allocate money. This is obvious, he said. We'll see what tricks the White House will use. Yeah, he's right. He's right, and it's pretty undeniable because they do it over and over and over over and over and over again. Ukraine, meanwhile, has withdrawn units from parts of Avdivka, and they sent in the Azov Brigade. Cut in half by Russians, Avdivka is reinforced by Ukrainian Nazi Azov Battalion. As again, Russia seemed, seemed okay with staying where they were, with having the lines drawn as they stood, but then when America refused to have any negotiations or any diplomatic dealings with Russia at all. Russia said, okay, well, then we're going to keep going because now we need a buffer zone because if you're not going to make peace, then we need to ensure the safety of the zones that we've captured. Infowars has this story from Dan Lyman. Trump could force Ukraine to make peace, according to the MSM. Republican pr presidential frontrunner, ex-president Donald Trump, is planning to pressure Ukraine to negotiate peace with Russia if he wins an unexpected rematch against incumbent Joe Biden for the White House. Should Trump become president, he may also retract a number of defense commitments to some NATO allies, according to the reports. People familiar with the matter said Trump advisors had talked about ways of bringing Zelensky to the negotiating table. One advisor, according to Bloomberg, suggested the Washington, that Washington could push Kiev to engage with Moscow by threatening to cut massive military assistance, adding that Russia could be swayed by the threat of increasing that aid instead. And basically, MSM is, is terrified that Trump might bring peace, not peace. No, we've got to make money for military contractors. We've got to control the world like psychopaths, not peace. We can't have peace. In a world where ancient remedies blend with modern science, Jones knows the secret. Bored ease from InfoWars life isn't just any treasure, but the ultimate turmeric and inflammatory support. For millennia, Turmeric's power has been recognized, but not all turmeric is created equal. With InfoWars Bored Ease, you're getting turmeric root extract in a much more potent form. And the magic doesn't stop at turmeric. Paired with ingredients known for their anti-inflammatory properties like organic sage leaf and others, Bored Ease is a symphony of nature's best. Joint support, flexibility, inflammation, and immune support. With Bodies, you're not just unlocking the secrets of ancient remedies, but also supporting the show. 
Discover the power of all natural turmeric. Grab your treasure today. Head to InfoWarsStore.com and experience the magic of at ease for yourself. Well, well, nitric oxide is a key. It's made by our own bodies again. It's made by L-citrulline and, and L-arginine, the amino acids. So we're fed. You can, you can get it from beet powder and other things. The nitric oxide relaxes the endothelium, the vasculature. It relaxes the vein. It's a natural blood pressure. In fact, I use the two, your InfoWars. I keep that on my shelf. And I feed myself the Cardio Miracle, which is just for straight food. It's a different formulation than that one and the two together are a one-two punch so you get in your food the ability to make what you need and no more that was dr judy mikovitz top research scientist without me even asking her telling everybody how incredible this product is and it's finally back in stock nitric boost is 40 percent off at infowarstore.com and it doesn't just have the vasodilation opening up your arteries and your veins to clean things out it does so many incredible things god gave us this compound so many of the big things you see out there promoted in the media are based on the natural ingredients that are already in this product so get your amazing nitric boost today at infowarstore.com you need to experience the health the vitality the stamina the libido everything that comes with nitric boost you've looked at our formula you, you like it i did and i do yes well, I, I'm not a scientist like you. What is what do these compounds do creating nitrous oxide? What does it do? Um, it relaxes the vasculature. So the clot will go through and not restrict. It allows it to relax. It lowers the blood pressure, has the uh, toxic um, synthetic lipid nanoparticles similar to the one in the COVID shot. Prior to the COVID shot, the deadliest vaccine, we saw athletes dropping dead on the field, um, passing out, falling down, all the things. Yeah, why is it particularly the athletes. Um, because they operate at oxygen max um, capacity max. They're, they're operating at such a high level in their mitochondria. This is an energy production, oxygen um, necessary disease. Um, so they create, they, that's what they're finding. They turbocharge the blood clots. Yep. And ischemia, lack of oxygen. Mm. So constricted blood vessels too, because athletes are running, they're constricted, they're they're working so that the blood flows and it doesn't flow, which is why your nitric oxide um, product, that new products, I hope you'll show it because that's a very important thing to have for acute events, be, uh, dissolve under the tongue, give you an instant relaxing of your endothelium, your vasculature. Nitric Boost, exclusively available, 40% off right now, in stock, ready to ship nitric boost infowarstore.com try it support the infowar it's a 360 win if you are receiving this transmission you are the resistance welcome back folks this is war room like i said we are Oh, you know what? I think I did I forget to put in the video. I gotta put in another video here, because uh we're gonna talk about crime. So we're gonna talk about crime and I did some I did some research into some of the stuff being said by KGP, Karine Jean-Pierre, when she was asked about crime in the nation's capital. So I gotta put that video in so I can uh, add context for the articles that I printed out. 
So I'm dropping that in right now. We'll, we can call that clip 12. But we're going to talk about crime, and we're going to start off by talking about what we know about what happened yesterday at the Kansas City Chiefs parade. Not a lot. Not a lot of information coming out about this, which in itself actually gives us some pretty good information. Because obviously, you've got a, a mass shooting at a major public event with multiple shooters, by the way. So that leaves us with a couple options. Either this was a coordinated organized attack by some sort of terrorist group or it was like a gang fight that got out of hand. Somebody stepped on somebody's shoes and somebody else pulled out a gun and started firing wildly into a crowd with with no reason, with no you know underlying purpose or cause or intent to actually do mass damage, just a, just poor aim, I guess. Which is what actually happened. If it was a white Christian guy, well, that would be plastered everywhere. It's not. So we can assume, and some of the images seem to show, uh, that it was the, the shooters were black and were targeting each other. Newsweek has a strange article title where they say, Who are the Kansas City shooting suspects? What we know... And then there's a complete paucity, a total absence of any information at all in the entire article. So what we what we know is that three people have been detained for questioning in connection to the shooting at the Kansas City Chiefs Super Bowl uh, 58 victory parade Wednesday afternoon, according to police. Officials say one person was killed and up to 21 others injured in the shooting. Although another story we have has that number at 22 injured and one person killed. Uh, there's actually video of this that took place. Pretty scary stuff. Clip number 10. We can roll his B-roll. Here's your, uh, a video that shows the moments gunfire erupts at the Super Bowl, a bird's eye view as people flee the area. And obviously a, a tragedy in, in more ways than one, right? Not to be flippant about it, but it's kind of the, you know, this is why we can't have nice things. This is why we can't have parades. This is why we can't do things that where our community comes together to celebrate something, even something as, you know, in, in, in the long term, in the, in the bird's eye view, uh, sort of meaningless, right? A sports team winning a victory. Not actually anything, you know, you've got other countries where they come together to celebrate meaningful things. But hey, we have football, so we come together for that. And it's an important aspect of the, of the cohesion of our culture and nation and people. But will there ever be one again? We don't know. I mean, I don't know. Will people be, feel safe going to anywhere? I mean, this place had something like 800 police officers trying to keep people safe. And yet a shooting takes place. And really a tragic one. Because of the ages of the people who were shot. 22 people in this, this article from KMBC. I think this is a more up-to-date article from the local Kansas City paper. Graves confirms that the 22 shooting victims ranged from between 8 years old and 47 years old. At least half of the victims are under the age of 16. So pretty tragic, right? So at least seven of these victims were under the age of 16. Seven people under the age of 16 shot as a result of this shooting. And again, it's not, it's not in the character that you typically think of when you hear mass shooting at public event sucks that we have something that's can be described as typical like that 
But, you know, you've got the, the typical, the standard idea of, like, a crazy person, a, a terrorist, uh, somebody who's been radicalized going into a school or going to a public event with a gun with the intention of killing as many people as possible. That doesn't seem to be what happened here. What seems to have happened here is that there was some sort of fight. People pulled out guns, started trying to shoot each other, and were in the middle of a giant crowd when they did so. Now, the focus in this place, I would like to, I'd like to focus on, uh, and we go to clip 11 here, the heroes that actually tackled the guy. In case you needed a little, a little silver lining to this cloud, a little bit of hope for the future, there are still American men who will throw themselves in the line of fire, put themselves at physical risk to save others. And uh, there's a hell of a lot more of these guys than there are criminal idiots firing guns into crowds. So I want to go to this video, clip number 11. Here's the man who tackled the shooter at the Super Bowl parade. One guy was hollering, saying, you know, stop him, or catch him, you know, tackle him, whatever. And he's just, just bailing, running. And out of nowhere, I heard that guy hollering, so I'm just like, okay, well, I'm right here. And I just, I didn't even think about it. It was just a reaction. I didn't hesitate. It was just, just do it. So I went to go tackle him, and another gentleman did the same thing. And as I'm tackling him, I see his weapon either fall out of his hand or out of his sleeve because he was wearing a long jacket or like a Carhartt. So when I seen that hit the ground, I'm like, oh, you know, we got to take this guy down. And so, like I said, I did and another good Samaritan did and we held him down. And it seemed like forever, but it probably wasn't. It was like 30 seconds holding him down and me and the other gentleman are hollering at ongoers, you know, where's the cops? Works, you know, get the cops over here, get the cops over here. You know, we got them. Yeah, so, uh, you know, real life, real life hero. And it's wonderful to see. But obviously this is not a symptom of guns, okay? This is not a symptom of radicalization. This is a symptom of crime. This is an expression of the cancer of urban crime in this country for which Kansas City, Missouri is is a hot point, is a place overwhelmed with gun crime and gangs. And the uncomfortable truth about this is that it's largely a black phenomenon. These shooters were black as far as we can tell from the photos, but again, the media is not reporting on it, which is A, evidence that they are a, a minority of some sort because that's the only time they withhold that type of information. But there's pictures people have published of, of black guys sitting on the ground being arrested, and they say, here's the shooter, but there's no, there's no confirmation of that. So I can't say that uh, for sure, but I'd bet a lot of money on it. And we're going to talk a little bit here about just the poison of racial politics, which I know it might sound strange because here I am bringing race into it, but the point is that the reason we're in this situation is because of the focus on race. The reason that crime is out of control is because racially motivated policies have allowed criminals to run rampant, and it's not good. One of the things that has to do with Kansas City in particular is Operation Legend, or Legend, L-E-G-E-N-D. It was named after a four-year-old kid named 
legend, but the, the G is capitalized anyway. This was a policy of Donald Trump to send in federal law enforcement to places that had defunded the local police following the George Floyd riots. Okay, so this is the Wikipedia page. Trump began deploying federal law enforcement agents to fight violent crime in the wake of the George Floyd protest. For Operation Legend, agents from various federal agencies were deployed to aid and assist city and county law enforcement officers. So you've got George Floyd overdosing on fentanyl, right? You've got the George Floyd movement defunding the police, violent crime exploding because of that racialized, very stupid policy of defunding the police. Donald Trump institutes Operation Legend to use federal resources to make up for that because, again, defunding the police really means two things, privatizing the police and federalizing the police. And in this case, it was federalizing the police. This was a effective, very effective operation, Operation Legend, that was immediately ended as soon as President Biden got into office, despite it having huge success specifically in somewhere like Kansas City, Missouri. Five days after Mayor Lucas's letter was sent, the United States Department of Justice announced that Operation Legend initiative on July 8th, 2020 to bring federal law enforcement agents to Kansas City to assist local authorities with combating crime. So as soon as Biden got into office, he withdrew that federal support and the violent crime rate spiked in Kansas. And what we saw yesterday was an outgrowth of that, was an expression of that tolerance of violent crime and the proliferation of gangs and criminal elements that almost inevitably We'll end up doing something like this. So we'll get back into this on the other side, talk about how this is a nationwide phenomenon and how the Democrats aren't done. They have more racialized policies to further eliminate law enforcement in this country to make it more dangerous because they're dumb. We'll be right back. Victor in Florida, thank you for holding. Go ahead. I have to say, it really pisses me off to hear when you say that only 2% of the people that listen to this broadcast buy products. Um, I'm a young man. I don't make that much money. I just bought a house. I just got married. I buy the products as much as I can. I buy them almost every month. I've bought the iodine, the beets, the methylfolate. I've just tried it. It's absurd to me that you people are listening to this guy. I've listened to you for 10 years. He puts this show out here for free, and you're not supporting him. Our country is falling apart, but you've got millions of people listening to you not doing Excuse my friends. Well, look, look, there's a glut of media. There's so much media. I'm not blaming the 99%. It's 99% that never buy anything. It's just these are really good products, and if we just had 1% more by the products, it would change the whole world. So these are really great products to begin with. We have the best turmeric out there, 95% humanoid, incredible anti-inflammation, so good for your whole body. We have all the other great products at InfoWarsTore.com. We have next-level foundational energy with the methylfolate and the B-complex that supercharges cellular energy. So it's not a stimulant, but it feels like a stimulant. Let me ask you, what happened when you took next-level foundational energy? <laughs> I've been taking it for, I don't know, a couple weeks now, and in my younger days, I've experimented with stimulants and those things. It feels nothing like that. You feel like you're supposed to feel it. You're supposed to to have energy, you know, and, it, and it, that's pretty much it. It doesn't feel like a stimulant. You just feel like you're supposed to. And what it does is it's the it's the breakdown of folic acid that almost everybody, but particularly some people, Northern Europeans, have, have a low breakdown of. So you just give your cells the direct food that they operate off of and they clean out with. That's why Next Level Foundational Energy is so important. Thank you for the call, Victor, and thanks for the plug. 